Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Welcome to Life Quest Liberty. We are talking with Greg Hamilton about the great controversy, that epic battle between good and evil, Christ and Satan, and how that we're not just victims, we're participants in that. It began in heaven, it came on the road, and came down here on this earth. And on our last program, Greg outlined the temptations of Christ and how he over and over and over again faced mobs. Mobs vent on destroying him. Mobs sent and motivated by the devil. And today we're going to continue that conversation. Greg, last time you mentioned that the mobs were always there and they were always representing what you call the big lie. He perpetuated a big lie that he was just and he was righteous, he was fair, and he tried to convince all the angels that he was just and he was fair, that he should rule, that he should become God. Well, a third got duped by him. That's right. And they were cast out of heaven after the great war in heaven. Well, they basically became a mob. They became the agents of mobocracy, I like to call it, <laughs> here in world history, here on the earth. But as I look up the word mob, it's very interesting definitions. I, I look at the Oxford Dictionary as a noun. It says it's a large crowd of people, especially one that is disorderly and intent on causing trouble or violence, a mob of protesters. The verb says it's a crowd around someone in an unruly and excitable way in order to admire or attack them. In other words, the phrase that would best provide an example was he was mobbed by autograph hunters, Yes, say a sports star. Okay, so it could be an admirer. Well, that the, both of those things happened during the life of Christ. Admirers trying to force him to become king, as I said in the last segment, or those seeking to literally kill him. And both are the same. There's a definition of insurrection in Black's Law Dictionary. This is what attorneys use. This is what legal scholars, this is what justices, judges use. It says, insurrection is a rebellion or rising of citizens or subjects in resistance to their government. Insurrection consists in any combined resistance to the lawful authority of the state with intent to cause the denial thereof when the same is manifested or intended to be manifested by acts of violence. It is a federal crime to incite, assist, or engage in a rebellion or insurrection against the United States government. And I think of the war in heaven. I mean, who was Satan or Lucifer and his angels rebelling against? He was rebelling against God's government, government. accusing it of being unfair, unjust. And how could he even make that statement? There was no sin in heaven until Lucifer came along. So he invented this big lie, whole cloth, out of nothing. I mean, it's like, wow. Where's your evidence? I mean, in a court of law, this guy would have no evidence, right? Well, we got the same thing going on here in the United States of America. There's no evidence of fraud. Mm -hmm. The big lie is totally false. It's a big lie. But how many people actually believe the big lie? That's amazing to me that that about 30% of the populace, same number in heaven, actually believe this big lie. And I want to state what that big lie is. The best book ever written, the most famous book ever written on the life of Christ, and this is according to the Library of Congress, The Desire of Ages by E.G. White. And E.G. White really is listed as number one. In fact, most of your 
leading Bible expositors, including Billy Graham himself, very much admired and respected the desire of ages. Well, listen to this. It says, page 509, today in the religious world, there are multitudes who, as they believe, are working for the establishment of the kingdom of Christ as an earthly or temporal dominion. They desire to make our Lord the ruler of the kingdoms of this world, the ruler in its courts and military camps, its legislative halls, its palaces and marketplaces or business places. In other words, they believe that it's their goal that God has given them the mission to take over all of government. Mm. Okay, that that's what Christ would do himself. It goes on and says they expect him to rule through legal enactments enforced by human authority. Since Christ is not now here in person, they themselves will undertake to act in his stead to execute the laws of his kingdom. The establishment of such a kingdom is what the Jews desired in the days of Christ. They would have received Jesus had he been willing to establish an earthly dominion to enforce what they regarded as the laws of God and to make them the expositors of his will and the agents of his authority. In other words, they would be the enforcers of what they believed God was telling them. But it said, Jesus said to Pilate, when tried before the court of Pilate, before this big mob calling out for his crucifixion, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. That's in John 18, 36. He would not accept the earthly throne. Now, that's powerful stuff. But that's the big lie that's out there. How many people believe in the big lie? What's What's driving the big lie here in this country? It's the big lie is that if we can get somebody who will do our bidding at the White House or in Congress or in the Supreme Court or any court level or any school board level or mayoral or judgeship or governor, state legislature, if we can control government, we can bring in righteousness on earth for a thousand years. We can make everybody moral. We can make everybody righteous. We can enforce it by law. We can make this a Christian nation by law. That's the big lie that exists today. I think of the founding fathers. You know, the founding fathers, there was an insurrection. There was a a mob that attacked the U.S. Capitol and Congress on January 6th. There was a significant minority that attacked the Capitol pretending to represent the vast majority and believing and acting on a big lie. And what's interesting, it was an insurrection against the will of we the people. We the people had representatives that we elected. We had electors. Okay, we had a president who was elected. But these people, this significant minority pretending to represent the vast majority, attacked the Capitol, attacked the will of we the people. Therefore, it was an attack on the Constitution itself. Remember, the Constitution itself starts out in the preamble we the people. Well, okay, it's we the people that elect representatives. So when you attack government, you attack our government in the United States system, it's unlike any other place in the world, you're attacking the will of we the people. You're attacking the Constitution itself. It's an insurrection against the Constitution itself. And thus, as described in Black's Law, a federal crime. It's treason against the will of we the people and the Constitution. I have this belief, Charles, that if we lose our democratic republic and our separation of powers, three branches of government and our checks and balances system, 
whether it's at the state or federal level in our federalist system. If we lose our democratic republic, we will lose civil and religious freedom with it. Mm. There is a much larger battle, I believe, going on for the very soul of our nation. We cannot afford to get lost, I believe, in the forest of issues when the looming volcanic mountain threatens to wipe out the very forest. In other words, I believe in defending religious freedom, but right now it's a bigger battle. It's a bigger battle that's going on. And unless we understand that, if we get bogged down in issues, the issues will continue to be there. And if we just walk away and apathetically say, well, you know, Lord will take care of that. Well, okay. So we go into an authoritarian dictatorship. Where's your religious freedom and civil freedom? It's all wiped out. It's all gone. This is the battle here that I see. The war in heaven was built on a big lie that God was unfair and unjust and that the angels were coerced to be loyal to Jesus and the Father and the Great Spirit, that there was no free will. Lucifer's accusations were a means of projecting onto God what was true of himself. The same thing occurred on January 6th. The accusations of voting fraud and rigged election was meant to get the people to believe a big lie so that the accuser could usurp the government with a coup. Exactly the same thing Lucifer was trying to accomplish in heaven. I find that fascinating because when we go back to the life of Christ, we look at the mob that tried to arrest Jesus in Gethsemane. It was led by Judas. It was another mob that came with swords and spears. And here Jesus was praying in Gethsemane. And he knew that his time was short and he wanted his disciples to pray with him to keep a watch. But they didn't. So he's hauled off to Herod and he's tried by another mob in Herod's court. And we read in in that book, Desire of Ages, It says when Jesus wouldn't speak to Herod and he got upset at this, it says that like wild beasts, the crowd darted upon their prey. Jesus was dragged this way and that. Herod joined the mob. Herod joined the mob in seeking to humiliate the Son of God. Had not the Roman soldiers intervened and forced back the maddened throng, the Savior would have been torn to pieces. Then on page 733, where we're told before Pilate, Like the bellowing of wild beasts came the answer of the mob, release unto us Barabbas. Louder and louder swelled the cry, Barabbas, Barabbas. Thinking that the people had not understood his question, Pilate asked, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? But they cried out again, Away with this man and release unto us Barabbas. What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? Pilate asked, Again, the surging multitude roared like demons. Demons themselves in human form were in the crowd, and what could be expected but the answer, let him be crucified. Satan himself and his evil angels were leading the mob. That is crucial to me, because what spirit you are of will determine which direction you take in life. And if we are of Satan, it'll be revealed by our actions. If we're of God, not even all the forces of Satan can overcome somebody who's steadfast in Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Greg Hamilton has been our guest today, and he is going through the life of Christ item by item, and he has identified the mob that has happened so many times in Christ's life and in the history of this world, and how that mob has been directed by evil forces, and that mob is continuing to be directed by evil forces this day. And like you said there, you know, we've got to choose who we serve. Do we serve the mob or do we serve God? And I want to say with Joshua, as for me and my house, I want to serve the Lord. How about you, Greg? Amen. Thank you. All right. Greg Hamilton is the president of the Hamilton Library and Constitution Center located in Colorado. And Greg, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Listener, we have a website, libertymagazine.org. Check it out. A lot of good resources for your journey of understanding in these things about liberty and freedom of conscience and freedom of religion at libertymagazine.org. This program was sponsored by Liberty Magazine. Until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Greg Hamilton, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call 443-391-7258 or email us through our website at libertymagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. <laughs>